everybody welcome to smashing game time it is day two of our game of the year we've got three more categories for you it's going to be a lot of fun before we get into that as always find us wherever you get your podcasts apple spotify youtube fuck the algorithm tell a friend that's right word of mouth is king here uh josh how you feeling after day one well, we got all the very sad, depressing, and disappointment things out of the way. Now it's all about the fun, creative, creative side, honestly, of the industry. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like the so the the categories today are a lot more fun. You don't have to have had played, uh, at least in one of our categories, you don't have to have, have played the game to have a judge well, like a solid two judgment categories about technically. It. Yeah, very true. Very true. Uh, I mean. Um, the categories today are uh, best box art slash cover, best indie game, and best moment. Best moment in gaming. So, hey, we ended yesterday with biggest disappointment. We're ending today with a really cool moment in gaming. That'll be, and that'll be like specifically in game. That won't be like, oh, hey, like 2023 was a bananas years in gaming. Ah, nothing yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, Josh, you just want to jump into this uh, first one? Yeah, let's just, honestly, balls deep. Let's do it. Balls deep. All right. And remember, hey, hey, if you're uh, joining us for the first time, for these categories, we're picking the top three. So we're whittling down all our nominees to the top three. We'll have a number one. We'll have a number two. We'll have a number three. First category is best box art slash cover. And for those in audio, we will try our best to maybe give you a brief description. But honestly, for the best results, you might want to watch this one. This is a very visual one. It's so visual that I did a GIMP. I did a GIMP actually, page. And it's actually pretty good, guys. I would highly recommend If If not, at least I'm assuming Nick's going to post this on social media. At least watch this. this or will, not watch, but look at it. This will. I'll put this on the Twitter. I'll put this on the Instagram. Uh, I made a TikTok for the first time in a few months, and I was instantly disappointed and remembered why I stopped making TikToks. Yeah, you uh, were supposed to send me videos, and you never did. It's whatever. Hey, our nominees for best cover slash box art are, and they're all over the place, so I'm going to do my best here to uh, dig. Like, There's some that might be buried. So we have Starfield, The Dead Space Remake, The Last Spell, Baldur's Gate 3, Dredge, Cocoon, Wall World, and I'll move that up so you can see a little bit of it. It looks really nice. Alan Wake 2, Return, Mr. Sun's Hatbox, Slay the Princess, Armored Core 6, Octopath Traveler 2, Killer Frequency, El Paso Elsewhere. I'm covering that one up. Nope, it's all covered. Humanity, and then Jusant. You might want to bring re, uh, Return out a little more because 2023 is blocking it. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Return is right there. Like I said, it's a little messy. It's a little messy, but we're going we're gonna to start to, as we start to clear these out, we'll have a better picture of who our top dogs are. As uh, the girls always say, Nick, bless this mess. Bless this mess. Eat, pray, love. Laundry. Laundry. Laundry, <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say, you know, something like profiling. And I was like, no, I'm, like, I'm just going to say girls. And then you went ahead and justified women working at home. No, I just, I was saying signs that were all over the wall, Joshua. Come yeah, on. But you didn't, I mean, I'm just, I'm throwing it out there. I'm just saying. 
You need to go back to your comedy classes, sir. All right. Uh, I, I don't remember. If I, yeah, I said Mr. Sun's hat box. Oh, Blanc is also up here. Blanc was a very pretty one. Uh, for those who were watching, who for those who saw, um, wow, my brain. For those who saw Godi So, uh, our winners during Godi So were the Last Spell, which is a beautiful box, Blanc, and then Octopath Traveler too. Uh, so they they came up from Godi So, and they're still in the running here. Uh, these are all very beautiful boxes, very good looking boxes. If I walk past any of these in the store, I'd be like, oh my. That looks. That game looks great. The only one I couldn't. Well, you know what? The, actually, a lot of these don't have physical releases. But Alan Wake. <laughs> Alan Wake, <laughs> two is the one that stands out because you know you, you think remedy, you think bigger game like that, you think oh, physical release. Not the case. But I'm not gonna ding it for it. Um, well, I've already got the first one I want to remove, and I have a very good reason. All right, who do you want to get out of here? Starfield. All right, what's the beef with Starfield here? Um, it's not doing anything unique. You know what I'm getting vibe wise from this? I, I'm thinking like a, a Star Wars. I mean, it literally has. It almost has like the the visual of a Star Wars cover. So I can see that. I do like. I what I do like about it is that uh, they could. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been. Uh, I mean, yes, there are some faces on here, but it's not like egregious, like a Marvel or a Star Wars cover where like, oh, we have to have Tony Stark's face on the box and you have to see Tom Holland's face and you have to see Daisy Ridley's face. There's like two faces on here. They're not even looking anywhere near us. The ones looking up, it's kind of creating that sense of wonder, like, oh, what's out there? And they do a very good orange, orange blue aesthetic. I, I am always aware when I, when those happen, by the way. But this is one that wasn't, like, jarring to where I was like, fuck you, man. I mean, Nick, I'm going to go ahead and post this. Uh, uh, no, don't look at that. I don't know what the heck just happened. What'd you do? Uh, it pulled something it wasn't supposed to. I don't even know what this is. I'm going to fix that. I don't even know where you're at. Uh, so we can, we can cut Starfield. I'm moving it. I'm moving it out of the boundary. Goodbye, Starfield. Look at that. We're already looking a little cleaner. It just looked very much like the Phantom Menace uh, cover or poster. Mm. That's what I was trying to pull up. And for some reason, it pulled a whole bunch of bullshit. I'm like, ooh, I don't know what this is. Never mind. Uh, so looking here, El Paso Elsewhere. Uh, let's see. Yeah, let me move it out so you, everyone can see it. Uh, I liked it because it, it kind of had, remember, remember the PlayStation 2 game 13? Yeah. It kind of gave me that vibe. Uh, this is the Max Payne indie game. The very, very stylish. Uh, great music. Save that. I'll save that for that category later. Uh, I, it looks fine. I don't think it's gonna. I, I mean, I compared to our three previous winners, I don't even think it stands up against them. So I think El Paso elsewhere can go. Agreed. Goodbye, El Paso. Uh, um, let's see here. Okay. I'm gonna pick another one of yours to torture. Who are you torturing? Mr. Sun's hat box. Now that's the, that's a little darling. That's like a cute little Nick. I I prefer I prefer Little Gators game. Uh, see, I I didn't nominate Little Gators game because I didn't think I, I had know, a chance I'm here. I'm shooketh. But yeah, this is. I mean, it's fine. It's cute. It 
doesn't really convey too much though. I mean, the little know, honestly, Nick, I'm not gonna lie. If I saw this at a store, and it happened to just be like maybe on an end cap or at the very end of the aisle, I would almost assume it's either a movie or a book. It's it is very childish, and that's not like saying that's a bad thing. It's just seeing this in public, like I said, it was at the very end. I would almost assume it's not a game. It's very colorful, but I uh, we can cut it. I think I still think it looks good. It just doesn't. I mean, you would have no idea that this was a Metal Gear Solid Five like. Yeah, you would have no idea. Okay, so Mr. Sun Tap Box can go. What was that the nine minute? I need to remember nine minute mark. Whoop. I'm on the wrong screen. Uh, all right, so Mr. Sun's hat box can go. Goodbye, Mr. Sun. Um, Baldur's Gate three. I mean, we were just complaining about Starfield doing like the face thing. Now, see, I'm, I'm trying to think. Is it kind of gives off a? Uh, I mean, same thing. Almost a similar thing as Star Wars, but like I guess maybe more Star Trek ish, or Harry, maybe even Harry Potter at that point. Baldur's Gate 3 is going to win numerous awards in numerous different categories, not just in this show, but across the board. Yeah, I don't think it wins. I don't think it ever wins best cover. No. I mean, it looks, don't get me wrong, it looks great, but all you're giving me is characters. Yeah. You're giving me the, the, uh, the twink vampire boy. <laughs> What's his name? Alistar? Uh, let's clean this up a little bit. Um, put... I think we can get rid of Dead Space as well. Um, it, it's honestly just a rehashing of the, the actual first cover. It's very brown, very brown cover. Yeah. I'm okay with cutting dead space. Let, uh, for those listening, they can't really see what we're doing here. Let's see what we have left. So still in the running, we have return the last spell dredge cocoon, Alan wake Two, wall world Blanc, octopath traveler Two, armored core six slay the princess. Jusant. Humanity and Killer Frequency. Killer Frequency, I haven't played the game personally. I'm aware of it. It is the game where you are a radio DJ and you the, the people calling into your station are being killed. And it sounds really cool. Uh, the cover, I think, looks really cool. I think the game is set in the 80s, so it's kind of leaning on that 80s vibe. Uh, you've got a lot of pink, purples, and red, uh, and a little bit of blue from like your little like on-air sign. I think it's cool, and I think it can stay for right now. Yeah, I can agree to that. Uh, that's that's the uh, that's the dark horse of this race right now. Uh, I do I do have a cut that I want to propose though. I'm listening. I love how cheeky humanity is. You got the little dog up top. You got all the faceless humans walking towards their death. I think it's cool. It conveys what the game is in a sense. But other than that, I mean, not the greatest poster or cover. Same can be said, honestly, with Armored Core 6. It's cool. And honestly, visually, it's stunning And like when you actually play it. But this cover is not really speaking much to it other than it's a mech that's down. All right. I'm going to cut Humanity. You want to cut Armored Core? I'm going to cut Armored Core. All right. Goodbye, Armored Core. Uh, let me clean up a little bit here. We just did we just did some heavy lifting there. Uh, oh, we gotta get to three. Yeah, I know. What, well, I know what, what's, know. I'm what's, just what's, what's Bender say? Like, I know, baby. We love you, Bender. I I know, baby. I know. Uh, let's see here. Move that up. 
Move this down. There's still a lot of games here. Um, Return is just really blah. I mean, as far as, like, it's all the same green. So I wanted to give Return a day in the sun because last time when we did this category, I nominated it, and it was just the space guy with a green background, like, very basic. And then the next day, he updated the uh, the solo dev, updated it to this. And I don't know how good this is going to look if I blow it up. Let me take a look. Mm, um, probably not going to look that good. <laughs> eh, it's okay. It did better. It, it did looks better. okay. It's okay. Um, here, let me move it. It's the, it's the, like, these are all the boss enemies, like some of the boss enemies in the background. I thought that was really cool. Very, very cool little key art. Very stylistic. I like the green. Uh, I like the use of the visor being whited out like there's a light on it. I mean, when it's blown up, it does look better. But, I mean, if, if that's what you pulled, like, that's what the, the dev himself actually used. Like, that's the actual size. It's not doing it justice. Well, I mean, I pulled it from the internet, so the size is probably... But I'm saying is if that's if that is what he used as like his his size, like it's his like it came directly from him. Are you saying the dev is too small? No, I'm saying the dev <laughs> made it too small. There's a difference. I'm okay with cutting it. I just wanted to give the new uh, the new art a day to be celebrated. It's celebrated. It's now gone. If I can get it out so, of here, I just want to talk about it because I actually do like it a lot. I don't know why. Slay the princess. It so, slaps. It, I, I hate I mean, saying it slaps, so like, but it does slap. So, like the princess portion is like is like I'm not saying it's bad, but it's like mid compared to the background. The background has my attention so much, and it's grabbing at me. Well, I there's there's a lot going on here. So for the, for the listeners, Slay the Princess is the uh, narrative comedy game. If you're an avid listener, we actually interviewed the uh, the devs a few episodes ago. Go check that out. But there's a, so it's a horror game. Uh, there's layers here. So the game's called Slay the Princess. You've got this hand drawn princess looking all innocent with a word bubble coming out of her saying, "Please don't." Very, I think that's comedic, first of all. That's very comedic. But then by, behind her, you see the, the shattered mirror and all these different creatures, like, staring. And they're, like, they're, they're kind of scary looking. Like jo- They're very intense. Jeff? Yeah, they're very intense. Like, this little liger, tiger, cougar one right here is pretty scary. This little, uh, this one with the white eyes is kind of giving me little little chills here. And there are other ones that are, like kind of hidden behind other things but you get a sense of like oh okay like the game's being presented as funny up front but in the back it's like oh fuck like that's kind of dark as hell yeah i i, I just do, wanted to mention it i think it was really it just looks really good i do like keeping that for now um we got all hey the horror games are very well represented this year Although I think Dredge can probably go ahead and take a back seat because we have a lot of huge. Like it's not saying it's bad. Obviously, everybody who's been we've nominated, we want to represent because they look fantastic and box art is a, a hidden gem now. It's almost, it is like the, the half brother who's thrown into the basement, and only given like one meal a day. Yeah, you don't see it because you're not you're not going, like the the gaming sections of like brick and mortar stores are just sad just sad yeah. now they're sad little places so you got to celebrate it where you can i i've i think i mentioned this the last time my beef with dredge's cover is that 
doesn't do very much to hint at like the um the horror elements like yeah you have the you have the swordfish with swordfish with a red eye but other than that it's like uh like if i would just assume this is just like a friendly let's go fishing game if you were sending if you were sending a parent to go buy this for somebody the parent would have no idea they'd be like uh it's a fishing game it's a fishing game yeah there's a lighthouse uh, so I'm okay with cutting dredge. I think in a lighter year, dredge would be in the running, though. Josh. Yeah. Do any of the returning champs get cut? Octopath 2. You think so? Well, yeah. I mean... it's it been was, Hold on. It, it's been covered up most of this. Let me... <laughs> you were so adamant about keeping it, though. And I played it. Dude, it's pe- like it's beautiful. Yeah, but guess what? The last spell is definitely staying in the list. That fucking cover <laughs> is metal as shit. And it's I love so it. fucking metal. If you were if you were listening to this, do yourself a favor, Google the last spell game cover, and it'll be the one where the guy is swinging the sword up like it's a golf club, and you'll be like, God damn, that is metal. And, and then, not only that, pull, go ahead and pull up the album while you're staring at it. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. And even then, Blanc, Blanc is still, it's also beautiful. It's up. It's right there with Slay the Prince as far as it's still that black and white aesthetic. It's hand-drawn, but it looks so fantastic. Yeah, this is, uh, Octopath, so Octopath, they're, again, they're doing the orange-blue thing that posters and, and covers are, like, uh, famous for now that's very, like, you know, just design 101. But they do a really good job of it. It's your party is at at the campfire. Uh, you've got the people facing the fire are lit in orange. The people looking away from it, their backsides are like, you know, covered in the darkness. You've got the starry sky above them, and it's just very aesthetically pleasing. Like I will never play Octopath Traveler two, but if I saw that like walking by, I'd be like, man, this anime ass shit looks cool. Not even remotely close to anime ass shit. That's how uh, that's how un uh, uninitiated I am. you are. Uninitiated into uh, anime, I am. I think we can cut your slot. Okay. I like the I like your character walking towards um, the mountain that he's getting ready to go climb. Uh, I do like. There's something about font. Like I'm a font guy, and I really like the font that they used for this. I don't know why. It's just this messy little, like, squiggly font. And it's very pleasing, but, I mean, other than the fact that you're walking to the mountain, it's just kind of basic. Nothing wrong with Nothing wrong with being basic, but not in this category. Uh, here, let's do a recap, because uh, I feel like it's a, we're due for a recap. Uh, so, remaining for best cover slash box art is The Last Spell, Blanc, Octopath Traveler 2, Killer Frequency, Alan Wake 2, Wall World, Slay the Princess, and Cocoon. I think we should go ahead and talk about the two we haven't talked about, Cocoon and Wall World. Okay. Uh, um, I'll talk about Wall World. Wall World is, you know, you know when you uh, a game that's been in your uh, wish list for, for forever goes on sale, like, really, 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 really cheap, and then you buy it, and then months later you're like, oh, shit, I still haven't played that. That's my relationship with Wall World. Uh, I think the thing that really stands out to me on this one, and I'm going to make this bigger, actually. Zoop. 
It looks okay bigger. Uh, so you've got a guy holding onto a ship that's like attached to a wall. He's shooting down at an enemy flying at him. You see an enemy in the background. I really like what they did with the logo. I really like that, you know, and here my head's covering it for those watching. Like you've got half of it like outside of the wall and then the other half is in a square that uh, resembles the wall. It looks, it's, again, you got a little bit of that orange-blue going on, but I don't know. It really, I'm really vibing with it. That's just it, Nick. We, we have a, a strong competitors in this right now. Do you think it stands up against Last Spell? Nothing is, nothing on this list is standing up to Last Spell, Josh. I'm going to have you stop that right now. No, I, but I'm going to throw it out there, Nick. We have, basically, we have two to pick out of the remainders. That's the problem. So if, if I'm looking at Killer Frequency and Wall World, I think I'm cutting Wall World. Cut it. And then Cocoon. I mean, I, I know you've played it. You said you enjoyed every moment of it. I like this cover. It, 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 to me, it's like it's, it's revealing of there's, the world is always much bigger than it actually is. I, so what I really like about it is so cocoon is the indie game from i think it it was once the lead he was once the lead developer on limbo and inside don't quote me on it i'm not 100 percent sure uh but they leaned heavily into hey we've got people who worked on those over here but i think what this cover does really well is something that those covers do really well it hints at something more but doesn't give you a whole lot like limbo was just your guy staring out Inside, I think, was your boy, your boy character staring out a window outside. And this kind of has that same vibe as Inside's cover, if I'm remembering correctly. It's your little bug guy staring into these orbs that are all inside of each other. And like you said, it's hinting at, you know, things are larger than you believe or things are smaller. Like, the world is smaller. Like, it could go either way. Um I think it can stay for now. I'm like looking at these. I think if there are two that we could cut right now, it would be Octopath and Alan Wake. I'd be fine with both of those. There's like, there's like an Octopath Traveler fan listening like, no, defend it, defend it, defend it. <laughs> good, good. Give in to the hate. <laughs> Goodbye, Octopath. And the Alan, the Alan Wake 2 one, I mean, it's cool. It's, it's him, cool. It's him, like, looming, because it's like, what the fuck? Where the fuck is Alan Wake? Is he in the lake? And then it's uh, Saga, like, in this red marsh. I guess it's lit by, like, brake lights or something. But, yeah, it can go. And then there were five. So we've got the last spell, Blanc, Slay the Princess, Cocoon, and Killer Frequency. Nick, I have one important question now. Since we got since we got them right next to each other, yeah. Blanc versus Slay the Princess. Oh, they're both doing. So for those who don't know, Blanc is one of those twin stick uh, multiplayer games. Uh, you're a baby. You're a, a baby fawn deer fawn, just fawn maybe, and then a wolf cub or a wolf pup that were working together to get back to your families in a big snowstorm. It's hand-drawn. It's a beautiful little game. The cover is the deer and the wolf pup staring at each other. 
Uh, I've always liked the logo because the C is like the two animals like nuzzling each other. Hmm. Hmm. To enter, one leaves. Well, well, let me. I've been doing a lot of talking. It's your turn, pup. Uh, of the two? Yeah. Honestly, Slay the Princess. I, there's just something about that background. I mean, just something in the cover in general. It's just so appealing to me. Like, don't get me wrong, Blanc is very cute and is very a very attractive game. But Slay the Princess. She has a smile and says, please don't. And in the background, you have these menacing figures. You're like, what the fuck? Like, I'm very interested. Like, even before you said you were going to do the interview, I kind of want to play it based on the description you gave me. I still want to play it. It is on my wish list right now. Fucking play it, dude. Stop wishing. Start playing. I, I want to. Or Blanc. I mean, I we've tried. And this is not <laughs> to, to disrespect it anyway, because I mean, it looks like it's a fun game and I would enjoy it. We tried several times to to stream it, and it never worked. And honestly, I, we don't. I don't know if it's Nick's internet's really shitty, or if it's just it's something that you're meant to play together on a, in a, a single setting. It just never happened. I even had the name for like what the series of us playing that was gonna be. Do you, did I did I tell you what it was? No. The bros were Blanc in town, or the boys were Blanc in town. Oh, Jesus. It was just so good. So I, I'm going to say Slay the Princess. There's just something about it that just grabs my attention. And I, I I like it. I would definitely pick it up at the store. Or Blanc, I think if I had to pick between the two, I'm just going to go Slay the Princess. I'm saluting Blanc because I still think it's a beautiful cover, but I'm letting it go. Because I... Oh, Nick, in defense, they're all beautiful covers. For they, the are. Part. they are. They uh, are. Okay, so then there are four. We need to get rid of one more. We've got the last spell, slay the princess, killer frequency, and cuckoo. I kind of want to go, uh, and this and this is my exact order: the last spell, slay the princess, cocoon. See, I kind of want to go the last spell, slay the princess, killer frequency. I could go. I mean, I, I could. Uh, no, I make, mean, make, purple. Make, make your argument, chief. Make your argument. I I want to I want to get you ready for law school, bud. Well, I'm definitely not going to law school. I couldn't even make it to nursing school. Hmm. Um, honestly, I don't care. I got my two. I, I really, realistically, it's not that they're bad. I, the last spell has my heart. Slay the princess has my wallet. There's nothing else I can give. I, the thing, my thing with cocoon is that. I think the thing that annoys me about it, and again, we're, I mean, we're just looking at covers. The, the fact that they lean so heavily on the inside slash limbo side of things. And it, it shows in this cover that like, you know, you've kind of got the same thing going. It's just a character staring into this world. We have no idea. And as cool as the orbs are, as pleasing as it looks, I just think there's a lot more going on in Killer Frequency. You got the bloody knife. You've got the radio tower with the airwaves coming off. You got the killer font with the knife worked into the font. The knife is underlining killer, and I love it. <laughs> and it's just a good use of purple. And you know what? I don't think we have enough purple represented in our game covers of the year. <laughs> well, then I say, by God, bye, Cocoon. Goodbye, Cocoon. And then I think I agree with your order. I think 
last spell takes the cake for like last spell like was going last spell was winning this category we were just arguing I mean, literally over... we're doing two a second and third place <laughs> yeah that's what we were doing so yeah i think it'd be last spell slay the princess killer frequency congrats to everyone uh fantastic jobs fantastic. give them give whoever made your covers give them a raise give them more money they deserve it hold on I'm, let me i'm trying to because the sizes are all over the place but let me let me get this That's clean okay. there we go there we go so yeah best cover slash box art of 2023 in first place we've got the last spell coming in behind the last spell we've got slay the princess and then in third place we've got killer frequency congratulations to the winners we got through our first category kind of quick i was super surprised how uh, unargumentative we were there josh uh well with only two of us so i mean <laughs> and we still got two more categories today so let's let's not uh let's not get ahead of ourselves yeah this next one's probably going to be a bunch of you defending every single one of them and i'm gonna have to remind you we can only have three Oh boy! All right, we're we're doing this. We're we're doing it live. We're doing it live. Yeah, next we're doing live. Next category is best indie game. The nominees are Dredge, El Paso, Elsewhere, Planet of Lana, The Last Spell, Chained Echoes, Little Gator Game, Humanity, Homebody, Slay the Princess, Ugly. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, No Sun to Worship, Mr. Sun's Hatbox, Thirsty Suitors, The Cosmic Wheel Sisterhood, Pizza Tower, Dave the Diver, dot, 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 Battlebit Remastered, Dusant, Sea of Stars, and Cocoon. Now, there is one I want to ask um, how you feel. It's Pizza Tower. I think what pizza tower does i think pizza tower does something no other game on this list does and it takes a time period in gaming and just makes you fucking feel like you're back in that moment like the the early to mid 90s the the uh the like moving lines of like the drawings uh just the wacky art style the all the enemies are like objects with faces i I like My it. problem with it is it, it felt like every single person and their brother who was streaming was playing it. Why why would that be a bad thing? It's not. It's it's it to me at what I don't know, Nick. I'm just I that's how I feel like indie games need to be like hidden gems that no one really talks about or uh, I mean they actually obviously they have to have some success. I mean, if that's, I your, if that. that's your argument, we get rid of half of these games because a, a lot of people have played these games. <laughs> no, that's, and that's, well, I mean, honestly, we have to, Nick, no matter what. I, I, I mean, there's a shift right now. Like, it used to be, like, you know, you've got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of AAAs, and then under that you would get, like, a good chunk of B games, and then indie games, you were just kind of, like, you know, holding on to the seat of your pants trying to find an indie game. And now those B games have kind of gone away and like every other game's an indie at this point because AAA, I mean, I think AAA is starting to get away from their um, their yearly releases. I, I think they're starting to realize yeah, that. You tell that to Activision. <laughs> well, hey now, hey now. Activision and EA, you tell it to those two, okay? Hey now. I think biggest I th contributors. I think we're going to see the death of the yearly release. I mean, unless it's something like Madden, 
like the sports stuff which needs to see the death of a yearly release you would you would have thought they would have done like a subscription thing by now um that being said i don't see pizza tower sticking here just because i there are three other games that i'm going to bat for and it's not going to be pizza tower and i kind of want to throw battle bit up there too it was very short-lived yeah, we played that for like a few weeks and then never touched it again. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I know it's got a, it's still a big following, but yeah, we, we played it for a hot minute. Every YouTuber and their brother or streamer were playing it, and now it's just kind of like, yeah. I think it can stay for now. And yeah, fuck the at the end of the day, fuck the streamers. I don't fucking care about those clowns. At the end of the day, this game is doing something that the AAAs aren't. I mean, I mean, you are you are an constantly complaining about battlefield 2042 and I am. other games of that nature and battle bit battle bit came out and said no hey like you guys you guys like old battlefield right like what if we gave it to you but you were minecraft characters and i think roblox if you if you had told me yeah if you had told roblox i'm sorry if you had told me a year or two ago that hey you're gonna play you're gonna play something that originated in roblox and it's basically battlefield i would have been like you're fucking high get the fuck out of here and i mean it kind of took over for a little bit like even though it didn't stick around for us i think it kind of left its mark and kind of like i think triple a devs look at that and like man fuck like shit damn like those guys are a smaller team and look at what they're doing i hope this wasn't one of your three you're trying to defend uh maybe you never know I mean, like I said, Nick, we we have to we have to we have to cut this list. There is no if ands or buts, and I'm, I'll nitpick the shit out of them. What's what's the uh, what's the line from uh, from uh, Captain America? I can do this all day. Dredge. Um, I, let's let's skip dredge for now and go down to Dave's a diver. Let's go down. The, let's go. Let's all right, stay, Dave's a diver. Let's stay Dave, in the Dave. let's stay in the water. And I say we can cut Dave the Diver because oh okay because it's not it's like the fact that they they leaned on the aesthetic and I don't like that because it kind of if if I'm EA if I'm Ubisoft Ubisoft however you say it I'm saying it both ways for the crazy people yelling at me about the other way I said it uh, if I'm any of those big dogs and I see Dave the Diver. My thought is okay. We need to buy. We need to go buy the people who made Thirsty Suitors and have them release a game. And we won't have our name on this. It'll just be you'll be aware. Uh, you'll be aware of this company making it, but we won't put our name on it. And that kind of scares the shit out of me. I don't like like it would be cool that those games and those developers are being backed that way, but also like I don't know, man. It just seems it just seems so grotesque to lie about something like that and not to take away from what the team did with dave the diver it's an amazing game both sides of it the fishing and the restaurant but i'm not trying to i'm not trying to call an apple an orange not trying to do that sounds like dave made his last dive sounds like dave just (laughs) uh radio the radio the radioing in they found dave face down in the water (laughs) (laughs) no that man was that man was sunk to the bottom and something ate him all right Oh man, I'm Dave's size. Oh my goodness. Uh, um, I mean, I think in that in that same realm, and uh, not CS stars. I'm losing my mind. 
I don't know. I mean, like I said, we we have to cut this list down, but I yeah, I mean, this has been a fantastic year for the indie side of gaming. I think we can cut the Cosmic Wheel Sisterhood. It was really? a fun game when I played it. It's another it's another narrative based game, but it breaks up it breaks up a lot of the story because in between so you are a witch and you've been banished for a thousand years by your covenant. And so basically you're in this house just floating in space and you summon this deity to help get yourself unimprisoned. And at this point, your coven's like, okay, you've been in prison for 200 years. Like we're going to let you have visitors. So the game is a lot of like conversations with your uh, friends from your coven. And, you know, you give them like tarot readings, you're creating tarot cards. Uh, There's a lot about, you know, just sisterhood and uh, destiny and stuff like that. I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. I made shitty looking tarot cards, but doesn't mean there aren't people out there making beautiful ones in this game. Uh, thank you for the great time, Cosmic Wheel. Sisterhood. It can go. Uh, another one I'm willing to cut because I know you're not gonna really... We can cut both Sun games. Oh, oh! I thought this was gonna be one of your fighting years. Okay. So, Mr. Sun's Hatbox, again, it's that cool side-scrolling, cartoony Metal Gear Solid Five. You're trying to get the hats back for this uh, for this hat company that were stolen. Just very cartoon, very Saturday morning cartoon, but with a little more violence. Uh, I had fun with it. Again, I'm not going to go... Like, I, I would go to bat for it, but I don't think I would have the have it in me to like just beat it out of you, Josh. <laughs> Phrasing. 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 Uh, and the No Sun to Worship is the Splinter Cell-like that has, uh, you know, the weird elements like Metal Gear. It's the one where you go up and it's like, punish? And I, I just really like that aesthetic. I think the PlayStation 1, like, blurry look that a lot of games are going for right now is kind of wearing thin on me. Just because okay. everyone's doing it at the moment. But that the little bit of that that I played, I did enjoy. And I'm going to go back and beat the rest of those levels because it is very challenging. Oh, and let's see. Let's go through the list here. Uh, left for best indie, we have Dredge, El Paso Elsewhere, Planet of Lana, The Last Spell, Chained Echoes, Little Gator Game, Humanity, Homebody, Slay the Princess, Ugly, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, Thirsty Suitors, Battlebit Remastered, Jusant, Sea of Stars, and Cocoon. So I see I see some so Chain of Echoes and Sea of Stars. Of those two, which one do you think is the better game? Well I think neither. I, well, I I want to I want to know like which one of those two. I think Chained Echoes is probably better. How much of Sea of Stars have you played? Uh, I've played enough to know that it's I like it, it's, but I still think Chained Echoes is better. It's Chrono Cro- or Chrono Trigger. Yeah, basically Chrono Trigger, uh, Secret of Mana, that type of uh, yeah, that aesthetic. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Chained Echoes is that that one actually came out in December, but we're still counting it. We're giving it its day. Uh, it deserves it. It deserves it. Uh, this is another turn-based RPG, uh, sprite-based. Uh, the thing that they do that I really like is 
that your uh, your party can get desyn- desynchronized. There's a little bar that like you want to stay in the green, and if like you do certain certain attacks will like keep you in the green. Certain attacks will send you in the red, and you was you're doing your best to stay in that green to keep your team flowing. And then there's also mechs. There's mechs in there, and they change that up a little bit where you mess with like the levels of the mech. I do think Chain Echoes is the better of the two. Agreed. So we'll cut Sea of Stars. Uh, hmm. Nick Cocoon. I if I know, remember dude. correctly, you literally know. said you press one button. That, but that's the the beauty of Cocoon is its simplicity. The beauty of Cocoon is its simplicity because the thing it does with puzzles is you go into an area and it locks you in that area. So your dumbass doesn't like wander off like, oh, I think I need this thing that was like four areas away. And it's like, no, you dumb asshole. Stay right here and finish this. And then the fact that you only you hit A to like interact with things and very simple. I really enjoyed that portion of it. My my gripe with Cocoon is that it just it feels like something is missing. It feels like there's something like I don't know what it is, and so maybe maybe it's me. Maybe the problem is me. But it just feels like you know, and you know you know what I think. I just found it just thinking about it now. I think it's missing the humanity that Limbo and Inside has. That's so what I'm hearing is it can be cut. I, th- I still think it can stay because it's it's just so simple. So we have simple. to cut the list, Nick. Yes, I Little know. Gator game. I know. Little Gator game. Oh, but this has been my game this year, Josh. I understand that, Nick. But once again, I told you this was going to happen. This is going to be the list that I'm going to have to fight you on because you're like, they all, they're all wonderful. They all deserve an award. You get an award. But, you get an award. But what I'm hearing, you know what I'm hearing? You know what I'm hearing? A guy who's offering a problem. And not offering a solution. What do you like on okay. this list? What do you like on this list, Josh? I, Slay the Princess. I mean, like I said before, it def, I definitely want to play it. It's on my wish list. Chain Echoes. Played it. Enjoyed it. Would play it again. Uh, Battlebit Remastered. I enjoyed it, but it was short-lived. Little Gator Game. You actually turned me. You turned me into a fan of Little Gator Game. To the point into... where I want to buy it and play it now. I turned you into a gator. Dredge, it's a fishing game. Bye. I don't care. I'll pass it over. <laughs> Max Payne lookalike. I I like the concept. Do I think it's going to stand up and be top three? Probably not. It needs to go. Humanity? I, if I wanted to watch a sea of people to the, go to their deaths. No. Oh, no. I'd go watch uh, a World War II movie. I'd go watch Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> that was very safe i was worried you're gonna say anything else i was like what oh no God, was he I, I, tr- I, I try to keep it contained i kept it to to war deaths okay uh homebody i don't remember homebody you'd have to probably remind me what that one is uh so here let, let's 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 revisit what you're saying so battle bit remastered if i'm not going to be able to convince you on it i'm okay with cutting it i think it's just cool they were able just, to do no the, i think it's cool but it's it's the same thing as PUBG. PUBG was a. Uh, and they, they were doing two completely different things. Battlebit no, 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 remastered, no, 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 but I mean, is taking AAA no, no, and like no, no, putting an indie coat on it. But I'm, I, I get. Well, is Roblox really considered AAA? If that's the only no, thing. No, I'm ever saying done. it's taking it's taking the gameplay, like the gameplay loop of a AAA game, and putting the coat. The coat is Roblox. 
but I, I get that. But I'm saying, didn't technically PUBG do that with uh, was the H1Z1 or uh, whatever game? They, I can't remember which one they uh, came from originally. But they they did that. Fortnite copied off of an indie. Yeah, but Fortnite so, is. But Fortnite, I, you, you're you're getting me confused. You're making I, no okay, sense no. at all. Fortnite Fortnite is the the opposite of it. It what, is a what triple I'm A is, company that is taking the coat of an indie developer and putting it on. Battle BattleBit is indie as far as I'm concerned. And what they were I'm doing I'm not saying it's not I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying it was very short lived. Well and for you. It, for, it, for us. Okay. Well hear me out more. Hear me out more. We have to pick three. I'm I'm leaving I'm it on saying the, now I'm leaving it on the list just because just because I hate fine, your argument. Fine. For, <laughs> screw it. Sk- skip it. Let's go. Come on. We gotta get through this list. Uh let's see. Here. I gotta convince you to I gotta get you down to at least five. El Paso elsewhere we can cut. I want I want to spend more time with it. I think it'll have its day at Godi so. Um The Last Bell, beautiful, beautiful box. Uh, great I, music. Nick, okay, Nick, be honest. Minus the music and the box art. How did you feel about the last bell? It's hard. It's a hard game. It's not easy. It's like that's the, the only thing that's kept me from going back is its difficulty. Would you recommend any like like once again not mentioning the art, not mentioning the music? Would you recommend it to a friend to play? Yeah, if if there was someone who liked hard games, yeah. What what if it's just like they're like, dude, I need a new game to play. You you know you kind of know me. What what did you what would you recommend? Would if, you recommend the last bell? If they're a casual gamer, hell no, man. I think that's your answer then, Nick. Fucking casuals. I'm okay with cutting it because it's gonna win other stuff. It already has. Right. Mm. As much as I love Slay the Princess, I do think it can get cut here. It's not to say anything bad about Slay the Princess. It's just that I think there were three better games. Not better, but just three games that are going to win this category. And that's the princess not has been slain. We slayed the princess. We saved the world. That's the cheerleader, Josh. Kill the or wait, was it save the <laughs> yeah, cheerleader? To save the cheerleader, save the world. Uh, hmm. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. I know people are crazy for Jet Set Radio. I've never been that nuts about it. I do like its style. I like the music. I like the twist in like the first twenty minutes. I don't think it's going. I don't. I, I, I wouldn't call it the best indie game though. Nick Jassant, you said you're climbing a mountain. You're climbing a mountain. The story, like the, the thing I dislike about Jassant is like there are notes splayed around the world and like you gotta read. Like, I'm not saying I hate reading, but I just hate the way Jassant does notes and has the story being delivered through them. I do think we can cut it. It's a beautiful game, though. I need to finish that climb. Uh, I'm listening to Miley Cyrus, Cyrus's um, The Climb as I'm playing that game, just on a loop. So take that as you will. Uh, so let's see what we've got left here. We've got Dredge, Planet of Lana, Chain Echoes, Little Gator Game, Humanity, Homebody, Ugly, Thirsty Suitors, Battlebit Remastered, Cocoon. Man, that's a solid top 10 for best indie if we just want to stop there <laughs> no well we i mean like i said i gotta get you down to five we 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 we, we cannot just sit here and go oh we're gonna keep these 10 they all did great because then we have to figure out the order and i'm not gonna do an order of 10 
Well, who you who are you going for? Who do you want to win this, Josh? If you had to pick three from this list. Yeah, ain't easy, is little, a motherfucker. Li little Gator Game. Chain Echoes. See, this is right. The third one's going to be the hardest. Because okay, I've talked so, shit. I've pretty much talked shit on the rest of them. You have. You've been. And I, I've noticed. I've noticed. Hey, one of us has to. I have to do the bad cop since you're being the good cop, okay? I, I'm the one doing the cuts. What are you talking about? Uh, Dredge. I like it. It's one of those games that I feel like it. I have to do it in little spurts. Like, you know, it, the appeal of it very early on, the fishing, the going out at night, getting scared, and it just it becomes um, an item check collection list like halfway through it, and it kind of starts to lose luster a little bit, so I'm okay with cutting dredge. I'm actually also okay with cutting chain decos. I, I mean, I need your reasoning. You're making me. You're making me justify my shit. I want to hear you justify your shit. Uh, yeah. See, not easy, is it? How the tables have turned. I mean, the the easy answer is that I there are other games on here that I like better. <laughs> okay, Nick. I, okay, so you said you had three. Yeah. So tell me. I, I, want, I want to hear. Tell me your three. It doesn't have to be in any order. Just tell me. What are your three? Um. So I'm, I'm actually going to pitch Ditching Little Gator Game. Okay. Just because it's 2022, and it got to, it got a lot of praise back in Godiso. Like, a lot, a lot of praise. Uh, from you. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not 100 on that. But So it, my top four, my top four, Little Gator Game, Homebody, Ugly, Thirsty Suitors. Let the bullets fly. <laughs> Let the bullets fly. So I'm going to cut Battlebit Remastered because I was being petty when I added it back. Petty motherfucker. Uh, let's see here. Humanity. Uh, the puzzle. The puzzles are fun. Uh, it's one of, Again, it's one of those ones that I go back and piecemeal it. If I play it for too long, my brain just starts to bleed. And that's not good for anybody. Fun game, though. And then Planet of Lana is actually one that I beat recently. And I think this is going to be a strong contender in uh, in best moments, but it did feel very uneven. Uh, the game plays like a lot like Inside and Limbo. It's that side scrolling movements almost exactly the same. Uh, your sister, you live on this planet. You, your whole village is kidnapped by aliens. You befriend this little like monkey type creature that you use to help solve puzzles and hide from like the alien robots that are trying to kidnap you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I really like the ending, but yeah, like I said, I think the game was, there was a little bit like in the middle where I was like, all right, come on, let's get through this. It was only three hours long, but like that feels like that middle hour just kind of dragged. So I'm okay yeah. cutting Planet of Lana. So we're down to six. We're down to the final six for best indie. We've got Chained Echoes, Little Gator Game, Homebody. Ugly, Thirsty Suitors, and Cocoon. Nick, you give me one, I give you one for from ourselves. I'll give you Little Gator Game to remove. Okay, yeah, I mean, as much as I want to give it like the top billing, 
it got it in Godiso, and Godiso is like our bread and butter. Like everybody does, everybody does Game of the Year. We're the only ones that does do Godiso. So that's fair. I think Godiso is the better honor anyway. <laughs> oh, Godiso, buy a little Gator game. We're down to five. Hmm. Again, that's Chained Echoes, Homebody, Ugly, Thirsty Suitors, and Cocoon. All right, Nick, time for you to give me one. Category-wise, Josh, you know what I've learned is that you need to play more indies, you son of a bitch. (laughs) No, I need to play more better indies. I've played indies, and some are not that good. Nothing against developers, because obviously they're doing more than I can. I can't sit here and develop a game. So kudos to you guys for putting your creativity to it. It's just some of them, my question. Give you one what? Give you a game to cut? Yeah, like I gave you a little gear game, guys. Just do it. Pull the trigger. Cut the rope. I think if we're following the same rule, I think Chained Echoes can go. Aim for the bushes. But you know what? At the same time, the more I think about it, the more Cocoon just pisses me off. Why not both then? Because I I want, like, if we keep Homebody Ugly and Thirsty Suitors, like, I'm the only one represented on this list. This is our list. Nick. I need you to fight for somebody, Josh. I've got all, I can do, I can do this all night. Nick. Let it, let it fly. Josh. I need yeah. you to fight for somebody. I'll fight for Homebody. Shut actually, the fuck no, actually, up. You just told me you didn't know shit about that game. Get the fuck I'll out fight, of here. I'll, I'll fight for Thirsty Suitors because you made that sound like a really fun game too. Definitely a game that I would never like, just from like the premise, never thought I would ever pick up. But after you described it and we've talked about it so much, I'm like, God damn, that actually sounds like a fun ass game. It. I mean, I was really surprised. And you know what? When someone told me like, oh, like it's got like Yakuza vibes. I was like, don't tell me that. I don't need to get into these 20 Yakuza games. What the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, those games kind of make me want to get into it too. But then I tell myself I couldn't even finish Sleeping Dogs. Yeah, Josh, get your shit together. So if Josh isn't going to fight, I'm just going to kick him while he's down. Get rid of Chained Echoes and Cocoon. Joke's on you. Um, so on this order, like, I can either see it being ugly or thirsty suitors. Like I said, thirsty suitors, like I said, was, uh, came out of nowhere, wasn't expecting a game. And after you talked about it, like, if Slay the, it's, it, to me, it's it, the equivalent of Slay the Princess. I would never would have picked it up. But after you've described it and after seeing what it is and what you can do, it's like, God damn it, I kind of want to play it. I It's on my wish list. The game looks good. It does. Uh, it's doing Scott Pilgrim versus the world, and I think it's doing it very well. Uh, you, there's skateboarding. There's cooking. The characters are really well written. Like I think the characters like blow just about every other character out of the water this year. Uh, but you're gonna end that with just blow outside, other outside of Hi-Fi Rush. I think this has some of my favorite characters. Man. So I guess the better question is who takes two, uh, second and third. Okay, so I see. I okay, I can. I'm talking myself into thirsty suitors in first. and first. Then ugly yeah. and homebody. Like looking at both of those, those games are just so fucking heavy. Homebody is about like reconnecting with friends after years of isolation. It's about OCD. 
Uh, there's a time loop aspect of it, whereas ugly is very literal. Like it's very very mature game that looks like it's a braid, <laughs> like a like an offset of braid, and it just deals with like people being ugly on the inside. Oh man, these games are all kind of a bummer at certain points. Wow, I think I need to go to therapy after all these games. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I think here, let's move this up top. Cause I think this does win this category just because it's the least, it's the least a bummer out of the other two. Don't I think it goes thirsty suitors, ugly homebody. I, I like that. And I could get, I could get more into the stories of homebody and ugly, but they both are, uh, represented in best moments with some, uh, some moments in there. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna repeat myself, but if you agree with this order, I'm okay with this order as well. So here, let me make this guy bigger. Yeah. So for best indie, I did not see it ending this way. We have Thirsty Suitors, followed by Ugly and Homebody. Nick, if it did end your way, all the games would still be on the list and they would all be number ones. I love them all. Well, hey, you know what? I can be Josh, I can be critical. Okay. Yes, that's why I had to struggle for forty minutes to get you to to get down to three. That's a big category, dude. That's a there's a lot of indie oh, games. Oh, Nick, out there. we've got we've got bigger. We haven't even gotten to game of the year. Oh my gosh. Well, at least we get yeah. to, at least we just doing we're doing ten on that one, so we can have a little more. Yeah, but it's it's still gonna be difficult because we're I mean literally what we just had on there is probably gonna be on game of the year. Just about all of those, yeah. 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 <laughs> Do you see where I'm getting at? Like this, this in Game of the Year are the two biggest headaches for me because I have to fight you guys. I'm like, dude, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. I'm willing to send those men to their death. And that is why, that is why this is your favorite time of the year. All right. We've got one more category for the day. It's best moment. You ready, Josh? Hold on, let me take a sip. Yeah, let me get a sip right. too. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, we're need some H two O. Hey, we're sipping. Let me get my carbonated H two O. I just got regular H two O. This is I'm gonna not... be a good one. This is gonna be a good one. Um, I mean, my lid is no. Come on. Oh, right, here we go. All right. So best moment. The nominees are a long walk. Planet of Lana. The ending. The machine swap hands. Planet of Lana. Punish, No Son to Worship, The Mound from Slay the Princess, Talking to the Mirror from Slay the Princess, Decapitation from Slay the Princess, Doing Nothing from Slay the Princess, The Reveal and the Bosses, Ugly, First Time Seeing the Killer, Homebody, The Twist, Homebody, Anime Boy from Dave the Diver, Icon Fights from Final Fantasy XVI, Getting High in Jusant, The Final Boss from Hi-Fi Rush, Escaping the tower in Pizza Tower, hitting the slopes in Blanc, fishing at night in Dredge, falling asleep on the couch in Thirsty Suitors, the fourth orb, Cocoon, the needle drops in El, El Paso Elsewhere, all of Act 1 from Baldur's Gate 3, <laughs> and scaling the strider in Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Let me double check we don't have any strays. Yeah, okay. I made sure. Yeah. All right, that's a, that's a solid list right there. Super yeah. fucking solid list. <laughs> um, let's see here. 
Uh, I think no sun to worship. We can remove the punish. I just I thought it would be fun to write punish on there. Uh, it's again, that's a cool moment because you think you're going up to save a guy, and instead you see the button prompt, and it says punish, and then you murder him. It's beautiful. It adverts expectations, but it's gone. Let's know right now. The the two I threw in there, I'm definitely keeping. They're the fucking most fabulous moments ever. All right, well, go ahead. Uh, give us. Uh, can I remember you talking about icon fights in uh, Godiso? But give it. Yeah. Go ahead. Talk about. I give me refresh me and then update me on what you've learned okay. since. Okay, so icon fights. Just a refresher for those who forgot or haven't played it. Essentially, um, the icons are like summoning. So you got like Efri, you've got Phoenix, uh, you've got. Um, I mean, literally every summoning out there. Shiva. I mean, I'm, I'm just fucking spitballing at this point. So do they um, still, essentially, do they still do Bahamut and Neo Bahamut? Uh, not really. It's just Bahamut. Um, so it basically these uh, people, there's certain like people who are, who are like selected by the crystals who become these icons, who become these summonings and your character Clive is essentially, uh, Ifrit. He is more like of a, like a forgotten icon. Cause like no one's ever heard of him before. And essentially you basically go around fighting other, uh, chosen people, uh, and they're icons. So essentially, like at one point, like you lose control, you fight Phoenix. You end up fighting um, um, Gala at one point. You end up fighting. I mean, literally, you fight just about a, a good chunk full of them. And it's it gets more and more epic every single time. Um, like the like the number one that everybody goes back to every time is um, Titan. Different yeah, I mean, versus Titan. That's like, I mean, they're, they're just, they're just so epic. They're, it's like watching a movie, but at the same time, you're it, it, essentially imagine playing Godzilla in the Final Fantasy world. I like it. I think, yeah, I think it, I think it sticks for right now. <laughs> and then scaling the Strider and Armor Core Six. All right, Nick, what's your favorite mech series ever? Uh, I mean, it's a tie between Titanfall and Iron Harvest. Okay. So let's go and just use Titanfall as an example. Imagine being in your Titan. Imagine having to climb a machine that is basically 10,000 times bigger than it. And you have to fight it and destroy it. As, okay, so you're climbing this huge, Actually, huge, imagine, huge, huge... Imagine an equivalence. Imagine um, Shadow of the Colossus, but with mechs. You, it's, your character is the the you know the mech, and you're fighting these colossies. It's it's reverse Halo Five. Halo Five has you running down the Guardian. This has you going up. Yes, and like literally, you're destroying parts of it. I won't like you're like you're you take down one of its legs for it to be able to get crippled to cl start climbing it. Then you have to fight its defense systems to get on its back, and then you're trying to fight off its eye because it's like a laser cannon that will basically destroy you in one hit. But before you even get to that, you're going through the sandstorm to get to it. And as you're heading there, they're charging up. It's, it's charging up its laser and it's shooting rockets upon rockets at you. Is this game hard? Uh, I mean, not particularly. I mean, it's definitely they're trying to get like a little bit of like uh, 
they're trying like the dark souls kind of like thing going with it mm-hmm. but it's really not that hard i think i only got stuck on one boss and that's just because my build was shitty i was trying to just do it as like a low build cost and realized okay i actually have to upgrade my stuff and then i was just destroying after that well now you've got me wanting to get into it um yeah i think it saves uh, I think we can cut El Paso elsewhere. The needle drops are great when the music when the music hits in the middle of a level. It just feels great. I think it, I'm gonna be better able to convince you of that when we're actually playing the music tomorrow. Okay. So I'm okay with cutting that for now. Uh, how much of Baldur's Gate three have you played, Josh? Absolutely none of it. All right. So Act One. I mean, Act One's been out for a while. Act One was basically. The beta, beta, I was, I'm so bad with that word. That beta release, um, so it was the part of the game that they had so much time to work on and perfect, mm-hmm. and a good chunk of that. So essentially, the game opens. You are on the Illithid ship. You've just got a, a parasite put in your brain. You crash, and you land near a, uh, a druid-like camp and basement where there are a bunch of tiefling or uh, refugees. Yeah. And a good chunk of that first act is like settling like that conflict because the druids want them gone. The tieflings don't really want to go. Uh, you've also got a goblin camp nearby that's harassing them. You've also got this ransacked village nearby. And you've got uh, the, what was the other? Th- you've got a sea hag that's like kidnapping a woman on the south. And I forget what's going on up north. I think that there's like. Um, uh, the little werewolf guys. They're not werewolves. They're a different kind. Not alike in either. But they've torn through like a shipment. And I, it, like it's the craziest thing about Act 1 is that you can completely miss a party member. And not even like I went through <laughs> my first time. I went through a good chunk of Act 1 with only three characters. Because mm-hmm. I didn't realize that I could... First of all, I completely missed the guy in the portal. I just walked past it and kept going. I forget his name. And then the other folks, I just, there's another, uh, the, um, I'm blanking on names really bad right now, which is good for today. I'll need to remember these for tomorrow when we get into best new characters. But uh, I completely missed a bunch of characters and just played through most of Act One with only three and was nearly getting my ass beat in every situation. And I just, I had a good laugh because I got through the biggest fight in act one, which is like fighting off the goblin attack. Mm-hmm. And after that, I went exploring and discovered like three characters that I had missed. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? That's are depressing. You... Cause like the, so the way I ended up winning that fight was there were canisters of uh, grease everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so what I was doing, I was like, I took them and I moved them into where all of those goblins and other uh, enemies were because they have spiders attacking with them as well. And I basically had to grease up the whole area and then set it on fire to kill all of them. Jesus Christ. And I, it, it led to me playing the game like that. Like anytime I got like a power to throw grease at somebody, I was fucking using it. And... Act one just stuck with me so much, and I want to go back and play it again. I don't want to play the whole game again. I want to play Act one <laughs> and just be done. That's fair. Uh, I think it can stay for now. Uh, again, Dredge is one of those ones that you do it once or twice and you're fine. 
it kind it kind of gets a little long in the tooth towards the end. I think we can cut dredge here with fishing at night, even though it gets really creepy. Weird stuff starts happening. Uh, lights, little lights, and whispers start playing around you. Rocks appear out of nowhere that weren't there before. Creatures of the night just go bump. Uh, it can go. Uh, I've got two climbing-related ones. Uh, Pizza Tower and Jusant. Pizza Tower is like escaping a level and then Jusant, the climb, or getting high. Uh, Pizza Tower, like once you get to the end of a level, you have to escape it as fast as you can. And mm-hmm. that's just a hectic, mad dash, you trying to remember the level. It's fun. The first few times, I got to a point where I was like, okay, I, I get it. I, I don't want to do this anymore. But it's fun those first few times. Um and then Jusant, like, after you've climbed for a while, it's always cool to just, like, look back down and see, like, oh, shit, I was down there. Like, I was just down there a few minutes ago, and now I'm up here. And it's kind of baffling. It's a great-looking game. I, I was surprised how noisy my PC was getting playing it. Really? But it's beautiful. It's You can see so far. I might have also had another app open in the background. <laughs> He's watching his furry porn. <laughs> yiff they're yiffing i'm climbing oh, they're yiffing <laughs> can i say yiffing on youtube <laughs> I, I, we're about to find out i guess i guess we'll find out uh we talked about hitting the slopes in blanc at Cody. which so. when we which was i mean it was cool it was i mean it was it's it's the one cool, time you do it it's the a one cool time you little, do it it's a cool little reprieve it's like because the game, you're you're sitting there solving these puzzles, and then in the middle of it, it just throws this level at you where you're just sliding down the slopes together to this nice little piano tune. It can go. Uh, I don't have it on this list, but uh, the Master's Pupil had that haystack level where it was yeah. just Monet's like collection of haystack paintings. And I think that's a beautiful moment because it really resembles when you found your, when you found not your passion, but like the thing in art that is really resonating with you. And you just, it feels like time just kind of, so the, they present the levels like a straight path and you're just passing each one of those as opposed to mm. like all the other levels are challenging and you're learning new things and learning how to adapt. This one is just you running through the level, walking past these paintings. And I thought that was a nice little moment in the game. Um, just wanted to mention it here. Uh, let's see here. Hi-Fi Rush, the final boss. That was a great final boss fight. They've got that Nine Inch Nails song playing. Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. I think it can go. I mean, it's a good, it's a fun moment. Very heated. But I just think there are heavy, more heavy contenders on here. I actually think final boss won last time we did this, or it was close to the top. Uh, it was close to the top. Uh, man, I've got a lot of talking on all these up here. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you, you just made so many. You're like, okay. They're all no. so good. Uh, Dave the Diver, Anime Boy, is the your weapon specialist. Anytime you upgrade a weapon, he does like a little, a full animation of him like creating the weapon while he's like tipping his fedora to like his uh, anime pillow or his anime posters. It's fun. It's a cool, cool little moment. Oh, we'll keep that one. Is it, I say, is it the best moment though? I, you know, it was it was the moment where I was like, okay, this fucking game, I love this. 
So I, I think it does stay for now. I've got two here for Planet of Lana. I don't think this first one sticks. Towards the end of the game, you just have this long straightaway. Another straightaway. Who knew? And the sun is setting, and it's just beautiful. Your little monkey guy is running ahead. It's just It really sat with me. I took a bunch of pictures, but it can go. Uh, the ending of Planet of Lana the, that I mentioned earlier tonight that I really liked was you get on the ship, you fight the final boss, which is just a bunch of button presses, and then you take over like you end up taking control of all the robots mm-hmm. and you like the whole time you're playing the game, you're like, okay, this is like a nature versus technology type story and the role that humanity plays in it. And on its most basic form. Yeah. But you end up, so your village and you save everyone from your village. You're all back in the village, uh, like the beginning of the game. But this time everyone's using those robots to like do fishing and like, you know, uh, do do task and do work and you kind of see the beginning of i don't know if it's like a hopeful ending or a like a, oh fuck they're just going to fuck everything up with those but i kind of liked how like middle of the road it was i wasn't sure how to feel about it <laughs> but right. i thought i thought it was really cool seeing like the okay like now we're using those robots how does that make us any better but they seem to be using them in peaceful ways, but who knows? Humans, man. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. <laughs> Sons of bitches. They did it. They blew it up. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, so we've got four here from Slay the Princess. Let me see if I can narrow this down. Oh, there's. It's not easy to talk about Slay the Princess, uh, but I'm going to try. So it's one of the, it's, you end up in the woods and this voice is like, hey, you have to go into this cabin and kill the princess to save the world. And that's it. That's all it's really saying to you. And you have a lot of choices. And one can be that you do absolutely nothing. So the voice would be like nag you and you're like, no, I'm going to go. And you keep like getting lost in the woods until eventually you come to the cabin. But there's like hundreds of cabins. And then like the dimension splits and the princess like, becomes this three-headed princess and then the game just kind of ends in that loop there's time loops too oh, <laughs> oh. oh. okay uh and so the, the princess change so like you'll finish a time loop and then you get back and you remember but the voice doesn't remember mm-hmm. and the princess will be different based on how you treated her that first time and so, like, if you, like, were really nice, really, real sweetheart with her, she'll be a damsel, and she'll be smitten with you. If you are, I'm trying to think of one that stands out um, off the top of my head. So, like, the prisoner is one who you, uh, I believe you didn't, like, do something to help her, so she ends up even more chained up than she was before. Right. And actually, it's funny I mentioned her, because this can go straight into decapitation. She is so imprisoned that she's like, give me that knife. Give it to me. Give it here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut myself free. She cuts her fucking head off and throws it on the ground and then tricks you into taking her head outside to free her. And this moment sticks out more than anything for me because, uh, Josh, I had your Steam Deck for uh, about a month and a half here. And I played that, I played that moment on the plane heading down to texas next to this wonderful wonderful woman this wonderful old woman who's like oh video games i remember the tetrises and all that stuff it's like did yeah did you say that huh did you actually say that no i'm 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 paraphrasing 
She's like, you got oh. a little excited there. She's like, oh, are you playing on a computer? I was like, actually. Are you winning, Sean? And then Gabe Newell was behind us. He's like, actually, ma'am, it's a Steam Deck. <laughs> <laughs> the play would not be up in the air if that was the case. G- uh, Gabe was in seat two. He refused to sit in, or he was in row two. He refused to sit in row three, in case you were wondering. <laughs> he was supposed to be two rows behind us. Um, but yeah, so that really caught me off guard. I think it, that was a special moment for me. I'm okay with taking decapitation out though. Uh, same with uh, the mound. So once you once you reach the end of the arc with one of the princesses, a bunch of arms swallow her up, and then you end up in another dimension with this thing called the mound, which is every version of the princess wrapped into one. And that's when you learn the. And I'm sorry if I'm spoiling this for you, Josh. Yeah, you're, you've already, it's, I mean, you spoiled the shadow. You'll, you for, you'll forget all this. You'll get back and be like, what? Huh? Hmm? What's all this? But uh, the mount is like, I, I need you to bring me versions of the princess. And that becomes the that becomes the rest of the game after you finish your first full loop. You're like, oh, I have to go back to the beginning and go collect another princess. And you do that a handful of times. And the prince, the way the things you do, the way you treat the princess... Uh, changes what type of princess she becomes for the mound. Uh, it's a cool twist. I don't think it sticks with this other one. Um, so you've you collected all you collected all of the princesses that you needed to. You go back to see the mound for the last time. But before you do that, you look into a mirror and you see the narrator for the first time. And the mirror is like broken into pieces and he's like ask me any questions that you have about what's going on i'll do my best to answer and you ask a question and like a piece of the mirror disappears and you start to realize like oh okay every time i ask a question a piece disappears then you after that you start to realize oh i don't have enough mirror pieces to ask all of these questions so it kind of makes you sit there and like what questions do i want to ask and you can you don't even have to ask any but it's just I thought I thought it was this neat thing, and I think if one moment from Slay the Princess stays for right now, I think it's talking to the mirror. Okay. Because you're essentially killing the narrator <laughs> with each. It's it's kind of sad. Again, this is another moment I played on the plane. I didn't cry. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. All right, I'm almost through talking. Ooh. Throat's getting a little sore. Ugly. Ugly is the uh, braid-like that I talked about. Uh, this has a mirror ability where you have yourself and then you have your reflection on the other side of the mirror and you can switch places with it at any time. So you're in, in Ugly, you're in this big decrepit castle and you fight all these different bosses and you're an ugly little guy and there are these drawings that you see throughout the castle that, you know, um, communicate that like... This is once the castle of a wonderful-looking man who had this ugly baby with uh, his... I think she was a countess. And the baby's ugly. And, you know, you go through a lot of the game assuming, like, oh, this the, the baby is who we're playing as. We're getting stories of, like, the baby's come up and um, how his father treated him terribly because of the way he looked. Made him wear a mask. Uh, killed his dog. Uh, killed his mom. Stuff like that. And... You get to the end and you put your mirror on a surface and it reflects over into the uh, another mirror and it actually shows that you were the father. And I thought oh. that was a pretty cool reveal. 
I thought that was pretty neat because then it goes into the party where your accident happened and you became ugly. Uh, fire causes you to just lose your looks. But then the other thing is, so you fight these five bosses, and you know I, the thing that bugs me about a lot of games is that the bosses don't tie into like the themes of the game. You'll be mm-hmm. playing, you'll be playing a game. It's like, oh, fight this big bug over here. It's like, why? It's like, I don't know. Just fight this bug. Why not? Why not? Fight it. Well, you know. So the first boss in this one is a mummy. Like a big mummy guy. Second one's like a or, or a pink goopy guy. So you get through the reveal. You find out you're ugly. You end up going through a loop of like walking like after your accident. The first level you're walking, you're wrapped in you're wrapped in bandages because of it's after the accident and you're recovering. Mm-hmm. So you're wrapped in bandages. You get to the second level and your character has like sloshes of paint and he's going up to every painting in the house and like flip like painting over his face so he doesn't have to see how beautiful he used to be. And you're like, oh my God, the mummy, the paint blobby monster. And it goes like that for every boss. And you're like, oh my God, all those bosses are related to what I just saw. That was really fucking cool. And the game continues later on. I think there's some things after that that I'm like, eh, I I can take it or leave it. But I thought the reveal and the tying the bosses into it was really cool. Uh, A homebody. (sighs) I'm going to nominate less things next year. Yeah. <laughs> Homebody. Um, so, Homebody, you are estranged from your friends. You guys are getting together to watch a meteor shower. And you've rented... I forget what year it is. I think it's in the 90s or it might be... It might be modern day. But you're in uh, basically, basically a rental home. And you're sitting there talking to your friends, and then the clock strikes, I want to say it was eight, 9 or 10, and a killer pops out, and you have no idea this is going to happen. You have no idea. Like, you're just walking through the house, and, it, and it's, it's um, old, like, Resident Evil, like, camera angle type stuff. And so, like, the first time I'm walking through the hallway and, like, the, on the main floor, and I see this motherfucker in this sheep mask, like, in a raincoat walk out with a knife in his hand. And I fucking jump because I had no idea that was going to fucking happen. <laughs> Two of my friends are dead on the floor. Fucking, he's chasing me through the house. Your heart starts to race. You get a little camera pop up on the screen that, like, looks at your character's face, and she's terrified. And he kills me, and I'm like, fuck, I just failed. Like, the game is over. Wrong wrong it's a fucking time loop game it's a fucking time loop game god damn it and so you have to go through the house solve all these puzzles you're the only one that remembers shit everyone else is like ha 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 we're just dumb idiots in a time loop and it's a game that deals with ocd um again i don't want to use too much time because i've already used so much i think that that twist of it being a time a time loop game and dealing with a character who has OCD is really fucking clever. And I would like to keep that for now. Uh, I think we can cut the fourth orb and cocoon. Uh, so you're balancing these three orbs throughout most of the game. You're cut. You're like, you're going through collecting them and then you're like, okay, I got all my orbs. And then the game's like, no, and then it pulls you out and you're like, Oh my God, another fucking orb. What? What? You're telling me there was another one. And I was just like, whatever. (laughs) There's a fourth one? <laughs> Are you writing something in? I see you typing. Yeah, and yeah, give me a second, sorry. <laughs> Alright, uh, while you're doing that, I think there's one more on here that I have to talk about, and that is falling asleep on the couch in Thirsty Suitors. 
And this is when you fall asleep on the couch, Nick. Tell us. This is really sweet, and you know, maybe I'm a little biased because I'm a dad now, but um, so this is uh, thirsty suitors. You fight like one of your exes, and you'll do like a bunch of missions throughout the day, and then you'll go home at at night. Like your mom's already asleep, your dad's on the couch watching TV. So you just go up to him, you slide up next to him on the couch and watch TV. You'll kind of like talk about like what happened that day. He'll give you like some real nice life lesson or crack a joke or like, hey, watch this war documentary with me. And then, you know, as the conversation ends, your character Jala falls asleep, head on his shoulder. And the music, the game's music is playing. It's really sweet. And he's like, he piggyback carries you up to your bedroom. And then the next day starts. And it's just the sweetest little moment. It like, I it got to the point where I was looking forward to it every time, like you know, like other moments I've mentioned, like ah, you know, after the first time I was over it. Every time I was like, no, I, I, I want, I want Patty to carry me upstairs. Like this is really sweet. I really like catching up with him. Uh, I have a father. <laughs> Damn. I I like keeping that moment. Uh, I'm okay with cutting Dave the Diver anime boy. I'm okay. Going ahead and knocking out scaling the Strider. Over, do you you like Icon over Strider? No, oh, the Icon fights are so fucking cool. I could watch them over and over again. The Strider gets boring after like the second time. Uh, I you know I'm. Let's see here. I think one that I'm really gonna champion here is the one from Thirsty Suitors because it's just a good fucking moment in game a game that's full of great characters. Um. Okay, we cut and Planet of Lana and Slay the Princess. I think those are both amazing moments. I think they're both great. Enjoyed the hell out of both games. Uh, let's see. So then we're down to five. Five For best moment, we've got the reveal and the bosses in Ugly, the twist in Homebody, the icon fights in Final Fantasy sixteen, falling asleep on the couch in Thirsty Suitors, and Act 1 in Baldur's Gate. I think Act One or Baldur's Gate can probably go. Baldur's Gate does not need any help. No, it's gonna it's gonna win plenty of stuff. And Act One's been around for a while. I mean, I was surprised by it. I just I can't believe like it's been a few months since I've played, but I basically just described like every area within Act One to you when I was describing it. And I think the cut I think the cut here is gonna be either homebody or ugly. And I, I've already made my case for both of them. In me talking, which one stood out to you more? I kind of like the the reveal plus the bosses for ugly. You think that's so? what? Yeah, I mean that. It's I like a whole story that does goes full circle like that. I do too. It felt it, it felt like very open and closed. Um, I'm glad that I've spoiled all these games for you too. By the way, yes, thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, how do we want to order these? I'm okay with Icon going first because it just sounds like it's a big bombastic like triple A moment that we don't get a lot I of mean, anymore. I mean, here let's just let me just do this real quick. Uh, I probably should take that in. Let me do. Are this you adding quick. a moment, you sick son of a bitch? No, no, I'm not that crazy, sir. I'm not that crazy. I'm not that crazy. All right, I need to go back into here. No. Go ahead and click that button real quick, sir. Oh, it's a link. It's a link. 
I'm going to kill the tunes here. Is this all the fights? This is all of them, but um, literally you can pick any part of it. I mean, just there's just something about them. First off, like I said, there's moments where you're either you know, you're just your normal self and you're fighting them. But then there are moments when you turn into the icon itself and you are fucking destroying the area around you. So like skip this part because this is just him powered down. He's fighting um I forget her name. I mean, tell me this doesn't look fucking epic. It looks great. Hold on. Sorry. I mean, literally, you were just like, this is a beautiful feel that you've now obliterated between the both of you. Which one? Who is that? Uh, This is Ifrit and um, I forget her name. It is. um, She is. Benedict Benedicta. I forget what her actual uh, icon name is, but she's just an asshole, basically. You know what you would like, and it's uh, I think it's towards the end. It's the Efreet and Phoenix versus Bahamut and Ultima. Bahamut. And or I'm Ultima. sorry, Efreet Phoenix and and Bahamut versus Ultima. It's probably the Bahamut one, yeah. You're in fucking so. space. You're in space. You're in space. You're. Fu- I mean, literally. I think the last time I was like, "This shit's fucking awesome." Was uh, Ashura's Wrath. Okay, let me. I I think this takes first. I do want to show you the uh, the thirsty suitors moment. No, please. I want to see it. I actually turn the turn the volume on. Oh, there's a guy on the TV. Yeah, he'll get out. That's of okay. Way. We'll ignore him. Say good night. I want to say cigarette. No luck finding your sister today, Jalawala. No, but I talked to Auntie Chandra. She looks well. Chandra's been fixing up skateboards for those kids in the abandoned amusement park. Sounds like her. She missed you, Jala. I'm not saying that to guilt you. There are people who love you in this town. More than you think. Yeah, that's the problem. What are you watching? Some of your old basketball games. I tape them all. This one's from junior high. You made that great freeze throw. See? Sorry, folks. I know it's quiet. We're just watching. It was just, I mean, it was like, I agree. That was like very, very sweet. Very sweet moment. Very sweet family moment. I, I could definitely see that being number two. Like, I, it almost, honestly makes me a little jealous. <laughs> does, I mean, beyond it, does it not make you jealous? I'll carry you to bed, Josh. Thanks, Dad. All right, so best moment. It looks like we have our winners. First place, we have Icon Fights from Final Fantasy 16. Second place, we have Falling Asleep on the Couch and Thirsty Suitors. And then in third place, bringing up the rear, we have the reveal plus the bosses in Ugly. Hey, day two. It's over. We did it. We did we it. We survived. We survived. A quick recap. We did best cover and box art with the winner, Hey, Last Bell held on to its championship belt. Congratulations, Last Bell. Followed up by Slay the Princess and Killer Frequency. We had Best Indie with Thirsty Suitors taking the crown, followed by Ugly and Homebody. And then Best Moment, 
icon fights in Final Fantasy 16 taking the crown, followed by falling asleep on the couch in Thirsty Suitors and the reveal and the bosses in Ugly. Hey, Thirsty Suitors, Homebody, and Ugly all had a really good day today. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> like, I did not go in expecting those games, those to be the games that, like, I was championing, championing. But, like, once we got going, I was, like, talk, kind of talking myself. Like I said, when it comes to the indie games, you're just like, everybody deserves to win. It's like, Nick, we have to pick three, though. You make these rules. I'm the indie whisperer. All right. Hey. For day three tomorrow, we've got three new categories for you. Tomorrow, we've got best song. That'll be a fun one, so have your headphones ready to go for those. We'll have best new character, and we'll have best announcement slash game of the year for 2024. (laughs) We're getting a little ahead of ourselves on that one. So that'll be tomorrow. And then, hey, Thursday, come back. It's just game of the year. We're going to pick our top 10 games. We're going to do it all here. We're going to pick them out. And then don't forget... New Year's Day, we have a special secret list that we're doing. Uh, again, your hint there is uh, Ricky Ticky Tavi. Ricky Ticky Tavi. Uh, hey, everyone, this has been Smashing Game Time. I hope you all had a smashing great time. We'll see you all tomorrow. See what I did there? I changed it up. <laughs> I know. You're going too fast. I was going so slow. Bye, everybody.